0: Ephesians chapter four verse seventeen. Starting there, this section tonight. And on our little in, fill in the bulletin, we have there the Christian and his blessing, the Christian and his behaviour, in his marvelous new relationship, in his moral relationship. And this is where we're at tonight. Chapter four verse seventeen. Christian in his moral relationship. And we have a complete deliverance, and we will just touch the first point of that, a new life, a new life, verse 17 to 21. Things are different now (laughs) than what they used to be. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not, as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to walk, work all uncleanliness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. And so that's the... Section, Lord willing, we will we may cover there or here tonight, the 17 to 21. A complete deliverance. New life in Christ. New life in Christ is not turning over a new leaf. That's New Year's resolutions for unsaved people. <laughs> new life in Christ is total turnaround. The word repentance means going that way and turning around going that way completely the opposite not just turning over a new leaf on this way um, uh, <clears throat> so praise the Lord it's a new life and we see here in verse 17 and 19 the sinner's condition and this is what we were I pray were past tense we are now different so the sinner's condition his intellect darkened in verses 17 and 18 the beliefs And the behaviour of a believer are to be radically different to that of a non-believer. Isn't that true? Our belief, our behaviour to be radically different. That's why you will not see it as unsaved people see it. You will see what they're saying, you'll see as they see, but you'll know why they are doing it because you once were there but you're not there anymore. You're looking at it differently. Um, People outside of Christ cannot think straight on moral and spiritual issues. They may be able to do their maths and their science and their things of this nature. But as a Christian, you know the end from the beginning and you make decisions that are biblical, spiritual, Christ-like. And so their conclusions are based on humanistic reasonings. And um, and logic. And, and as Christians will see, there is logic in some things. In psychology, there's logic in a lot of it. That's how they come to their conclusions. They, they look at the, all these things that happen and happen and happen over again, and, well, logically, that means this. But for a Christian, ah, there's some difference. We come at, from the biblical point of view, euthetic counselling, biblically looking at things, not from a humanistic perspective point of view and so our conclusions will be different many times and so this passage that we have here we've just read tonight 17 verse 17 to 21 of um, ephesians 7 i mean ephesians ephesians 4 is like the passage in romans chapter 1 through to chapter 3 we see first of all this i say therefore and testify in verse 17 in the lord that henceforth he walk not as other Gentiles walk, and how do they walk? <laughs> in the vanity of their minds. What it mean? What does it mean to be vain? It's pretty good. I'm pretty good. It means to be proud. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Look at me, and you're vain, vain in that aspect. The vanity of mind is that sort of thinking which leads to that sort of behaviour. And some people you see behave in a certain way, unsaved people, and you say, why, why do you do that? And as van- and, and a Christian, you can understand. This word vanity is used in two other places. In Romans 8.20, where it says that cre- cre- creation was made subject to vanity. It liked to present a good uh, facade, <laughs> but it fell in... S- it fell with us in sin. God created it pristine in its bliss, but by the fall, it became red in tooth and claw. Um, and another reference where this word vanity is used is in Second Peter, chapter two, verse seventeen and eighteen. Man's thinking is alienated from God in the in vanity. Their world view is different to the Christian's world view. I you know, see, um, it's vain to think that this world's going to go on forever with me in it. It's just not going to happen. Everything's going to be burned up. It's vain to think that because I'm um, rich, that I am good. I'm better than everybody else. You know, There's a lot of vanity around, isn't there? And most of the vanity that people have is the reason they've got it is because God's blessed them in the first place with certain abilities, talents and, and gifts and opportunities that they've got that other people haven't got. And we have no right as Christians to look down our nose at other people, less fortunate than us in the blessings we have. And it's vain to think like that. But we'll go into Second Peter 2, verse 17 and 18. I read there. These are wells without water, clouds they are carried with a tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. But when they speak great swelling words of vanity, <laughs> great, spe- look at us, look at us, look what we have achieved. And man is in a vain show. Look what we've done. I uh, heard that um, you have to have a permission to send up a satellite. These days, I think it's 1960, the law was put up. You have to have permission to send up a satellite. And so somebody asked permission to send up a satellite and it wasn't given. And these satellites are only the size of a shoebox. So you can see that people have the ability now in their own backyards to send up a satellite. (laughs) They send them up anyway. They send them up from a country that doesn't stop them or didn't stop them. And um, with all the stuff up there and all the things I think it could cause a crash, I don't know where the other orbits of the other satellites are and junk... Uh, the orbit of the junk, all that sort of thing. But people in a vein show we think we've got it all stitched up, but it, they said if one of these crash into another one, uh, a satellite, uh, another satellite, then there's junk everywhere, and it just goes up and cleans all the other satellites out. And they're in big trouble as far as communication and um, GPS and all that is concerned, telecommunications even. But the vanity of their minds, they think, whoa, we're up there, and we're doing this. <laughs> but it can all come crashing down. In, uh, in quick succession and uh, <clears throat> often wonder why it says that Russia comes down on horses. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the army of the future <laughs> because of all the technology that's needed to keep the modern army going. Yeah, you don't know. It may not be so either. <laughs> but the vanity of their minds, the vanity of... The words of vanity they speak. They boast about this and they boast about that and they say how wonderful all things were. <laughs> I mean, the closing session for the uh, Commonwealth Olympics, poor, poor Mr Beattie copped it, didn't he? <laughs> he Beattie got a beating. <laughs> well, when, he, when they did what they did, I think they had lots of speeches and didn't have the athletes walk in or something, they'll come cheering in and so very, very different and they thought they'd do it this way. Ha! <laughs> vanity of mine. Uh, the, other, the others wanted to be showing themselves off to the athletes who won the gold and won the brass and silver medals, but they didn't get the show. They did the next day. Vanity. The world runs on vanity. <laughs> and you know vain persons. So these words are used, it's a vanity of their minds. Let's think right. Let's have the right thought. And that only comes by reading the Word of God. The second thing we see here that we once were, this is talking about our past condition, the sinner's condition, there it says understanding darkened. <laughs> and darkened. This, this is a pretty bad picture of what we were when we were not Christians. Vain in our thinking, understanding darkened. Second Corinthians four four says, The God of this world hath blinded the minds of those that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should come in and shine in and lighten the place up instead of being darkened as it is. The Christian science movement say death is not real and pain in a, is an error of the mortal mind. It's like I was, who was I talking to today about the lady we met at, um, in a motel in Israel there and she would, would, Andrew was testifying to her and she said, I think, and I've said it before, life is just an illusion, you know. Life is just an illusion. You're not really here. It's all in the mind. It's all a <laughs> something. <laughs> and and Andrew was quick to take advantage of that and said, "Well, this motel is an illusion. I'm an illusion. You're an illusion. This money's an illusion. We won't pay. We'll just go sleep up there in an illusion in an elusive bed." <laughs> and she quickly brought us brought her thoughts back to reality. Now you have to pay to stay in this motel. <laughs> yes, Ross. an illusions <laughs> until you stub your toe. Yeah, which is. On? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, then there's some other things. Your mind works hard too. (laughs) As a Christian, you can control feelings and uh, (laughs) words and so forth. Uh, Yeah. Mormons, they say they become gods. Hindus believe. In reincarnation, you come back as a cow, as a cockroach, or something like that. So don't hurt anything. You might be kidding your uncle or grandfather or mum or dad. (laughs) Don't hurt anything. Well, the Bible sets it clear and straight. We know (laughs) we're not in darkness. We don't come back as those things. The spirit of the the, the animal that goes down and the spirit of man that goes up. Even just the one verse kills all that. The whole of Hinduism. <laughs> scientists believe in evolution from frog, from the fog in a bog, from the fro- frog in a bog, or from a slime to a, to a person. It doesn't, it doesn't work. And scientists who think. See, their, their understanding is what? Darkened. Humanists say we are good and we can deal with every problem we'll overcome (coughs) the way the humanist thinks Islamics believe that the 70 brides are waiting you if you blow yourself into a million bits (laughs) and immediately they're there in hell not heaven Animists believe God is in everything, darkened minds. Therefore, you don't hurt any green tree or grass. I don't know what they do with the animals eating grass and all that and the vegetables, but God is in everything. Roman Catholics and many Protestants believe we can work our way to heaven. That's a darkened mind. This is, this is what we were. This is not what we should still be. Their understanding darkened. Um, <clears throat> communists who believe there is no God. Agnostics who don't know if there is a God. And capitalists who trust in their own riches to get them to heaven. Uh, and we all go that way. We all go the, by the way of the door of death, don't we? Understanding is darkened. And so there's many scriptures that speak about this. Proverbs 7 verse 8 and 9 says in the twilight in the evening in the black and dark of night goes forth the robber the, 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 the crook in the street he doesn't do it in the daytime it's very odd well, some are getting brazen enough to do it in the daytime but most in the dark the deeds of the evil of evil are done in the dark for everyone that doth evil hateth the light <laughs> neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. The night is fast spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. We don't walk. Our understanding is enlightened, not in darkness. This is where we were. So the understanding darkened. Lost people proclaim lies as truth, immorality as morality. Hey, you like Israel for, la- for la- whatever his name is. Good on him. <laughs> good on him for what I said and good on him for standing there and saying I'm willing to give up rugby if I have to say I was wrong in what I said. And he said, and he added in, the way the question was put in the way I said, all they gave was the answer. They didn't, they didn't give what the person asked and how he answered. And the other thing is that he said all lost people go to hell. And, uh, you know... But the world doesn't like being told they're walking in darkness, does it? You know they've, they've passed this bill in Australia, so we we must be right or wrong. <laughs> um, that's immorality, morality. That's walking in darkness. Philosophy is wisdom, high-sounding nonsense. As science, at many in many many <laughs> many times you go there, it's just nonsense. I think I'm, I might be on Sunday. I'm quoting uh, uh, Vernon McGee. He was in a Bible college that didn't believe in the thousand years and uh, the way he put it to the lecturer when he said, well, Satan's bound, that means something, no, no, yeah, he's bound but he's on a leash and then he said to the lecturer, well, he must have a a worldwide leash because he's doing things all over the world, (laughs) you know, he's not bound, he's on the loose, that's a future thing to happen to a literal individual, you know, understanding darkened Uh, that that, even that lecture in that so-called christian college years ago when he was going through it was way off Um, being then it says being alienated in verse 18 having vanity of mind understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of god through the ignorance that is in them and what does it mean to be alienated have you ever been alienated by your friends Maybe more by your foes. But it's not nice to be alienated. It's to be out on your own. But God said for the non-Christian, they're alienated. Out on your own. You have to answer for yourself and pay for it yourself. If you don't come to the Lord. Uh, Alien means spiritually without God in this sense. Men are spiritually dead without God. No wonder we cannot think straight, no matter what we think and how smart we think we are. We're alienated. Man was created to be inhabited by God. God intended for the human spirit to be inhabited by the Holy Spirit. That darkness inside becomes light when the Spirit comes in. The indwelling Holy Spirit was to enlighten the intellect, ennoble the emotions and energise our will to do right, to choose right. Thus the life of man would express in human terms the life of God, Christ in us, the hope of glory, radiating the Lord. And the fall fall ruined that when Adam and Eve sinned and now we, uh, (laughs) we have that life, we're not alienated anymore when we become Christians, we're friends of God. We're not alienated by our wicked works. So this alienation is overcome by the gospel in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. There it talks about the spirit coming, Titus 3 and verse 5. It says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing, the renewing. Way back, Adam lost it, we get it back. Renewing of the Holy Spirit when he comes in to live in and abide and stay with us. Seals us, Ephesians 1, 13, 14. <clears throat> Unsaved souls drift are adrift, we might say, on life's stormy seas, without a compass, without a rudder, and without an anchor. They have indwelling ignorance, as it talks about here, through the ignorance that is in them. And that's caused by a deep-seated inner blindness. It's a vicious circle. The darkness is self-perpetuating. They move from darkness to darkness in darkness. Now, Paul talked to the Athenians in Acts 17.23. To the unknown God whom ye ignorantly worship. <laughs> Ignorance that is in an unsaved person. Even a child who is a little taught in the scriptures, if they listen and hear, even an adult and an educated adult who's not a Christian talking about certain philosophies can come to the conclusion that person is wrong because they know the Bible. They're not in ignorance anymore. And, and, the, and the young Christian can say, can't you see it? No, can't see it. You're wrong. So the debate rages. <clears throat> and... Uh, We Christians should not walk, as it says in verse 17, as other Gentiles walk. We mustn't copy their beliefs. We mustn't copy their thought patterns, their convictions, their codes of conduct, their codes of dress, their codes of eating, everything else. We don't do what unsaved people do. And even the most brilliant of the unsaved minds are blinded. Einstein never wanted to believe in God. Marx, Karl Marx was an atheist and didn't believe in God. Darwin jettisoned faith with his bulldog Huxley for a belief in evolution in his youth and the faith of his youth. Fraud, that brought up a lot of psychology and philosophy that we have today, Freudian hated Christianity. He hated the teaching that we are born sinners he hated that thought. And modern has right. come a lot from there. Mm-hmm. They hate these things. And mm-hmm. these all, these uh, well-known philosophers leave God out of their reckoning mm-hmm. and their understanding is darkened, they're alienated from God, and they're ignorant because of the blindness of their heart. That's the condition. Yeah, and uh, probably a whole host of others if we knew of them blind leading the blind said the lord jesus and when the blind lead the blind what happens both fall into the ditch it's a bit crazy thinking the blind can lead the blind matthew 15 verse 14 tells us that and romans 2 19 so we have the intellect darkened the inclinations depraved verse 19 who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness So the next step down from willful blindness that we've just talked about till now is wicked beliefs and wanton behaviour. Wicked belief and wanton behaviour. In Ephesians 4.19, Paul wrote that people gave themselves up. Notice that? Have you heard that phrase before? Give them up? God gave them up. (laughs) Um, Paul wrote that in Romans 1.24, God gave them up and here it's said to be past feeling then who being past feeling have given themselves over they've given themselves up those who have lost their sense of pain this is what it means now as a certain person with a certain sickness as if lost the sense of pain that do themselves a lot of injury and that's why they eventually die from we don't have it around in our society today. No, leprosy. 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 They don't have feeling anymore. And so as they stub their toe, <laughs> Ross, as they stub their toe, they keep stubbing their toe and it doesn't hurt anymore. But it injures and eventually causes amputation. That's leprosy and deformation. Def- De- Deforming. <laughs> they get deformed in their body parts, in their limbs. And this is exactly the word that's used in that in those contexts. They are past feeling. People who willingly choose to go the wrong way and to deny God go past feeling. So when somebody talks about God, doesn't hurt their conscience. When somebody talks about their sin, doesn't affect them. I'm not a sinner. Nobody's a sinner. You know, and politicians will avoid that. They're called They'll call things evil. <laughs> no, nail it down to that person is a sinner. That's why he did it. Uh, well, he was under the influence of alcohol. Huh. Well, what did he why did he drink the alcohol? Because he's a sinner. <laughs> you know, just stop shifting the blame to something else. Uh, <clears throat> mm. Past feeling. And there's a lot of people in this world that are past feeling. People that can deliberately go out and cause pain. ISIS over there, they're just past feeling. They have no feeling for children, women, or whatever. They can do whatever they want to them. It just how, they killed, how ISIS killed a lot of people using power drills. Not known by the world, but that's what they did. Just how could another human do that to another human? They're past feeling. They've denied God. They think they believe in Allah and God. They're, they're God. But they've gone past feeling. And you see the world is rushing. When, when, when the majority of people start behaving and believing that way, the world's in for a, a correction. Usually a world war does a correcting. We've seen that in times past. And, and that's, <clears throat> I, pr- I pray that it doesn't come, but it's headed that way and that we're delivered from it if it does. Um, <clears throat> past feeling yeah. those who have lost their sense the lepers people who embrace wicked philosophies soon lose their sensitivity to evil and put their precepts into practice they give themselves up to lasciviousness abortion they're gone past feeling they've got no emotion they're, no conscience and Mrs Bush died today 92 was she a a very strong advocate for the abortion I think I heard that today I might need to be corrected on that but it was on the radio I heard something there I thought oh, you know if that's the case if it's the other case the other way it was one on one so I better check I better withdraw that <laughs> might have been the other way, might have been the other way. Yeah. pro-life yeah. pray that it is but people have to face the lord for this and uh you know when the devil goes to hell at the start of the millennium he's locked up for a thousand years you'd think of all the punishment that he gets for a thousand years he'd have a change of heart a change of mind you think hell would correct him and correct his thinking but what does he do when he gets out of hell He's mad as a rattlesnake and he goes and deceives the nations and brings them all down on the Middle East, on the Lord's kingdom, at the end, to destroy it. Even that punishment, even hell doesn't correct their thinking with all that. uh, So you see their past feeling. They're gone almost to the point of no return. uh, Mm. uh, His reasoning wasn't right, was it? He's still, he still was reasoning wrong. Um, <clears throat> and work, and we go, well, we'll finish verse 19 at least. Who, being fast-feeling, have given themselves over to lasciviousness. There. Excess. Licentiousness. Absence of restraint. Isn't that in our society today? The absence of restraint. The policeman pulls you up, you tell him off. He's in the wrong. You're in the Right. <laughs> Uh, That's lascivious, you know, I think I'm right. They can't restrain themselves from doing something. Indecency, wantonness. The prominent prominent idea of lasciviousness is shameless conduct. They get in their drunken stupor and they do shameful things. A work of the flesh, of the unregenerate, entering in the likes of sodomy. And... It says they're given themselves over to work, over unto lasciviousness, to work uncleanliness with greediness. (laughs) The word "work" there is like a regular gainful occupation. They're regularly at this. It's like you go to work. These people go to work on it. They go to work to do wrong. Now, you think who is there in this world, in our in our society, that go to work to do wrong? Criminals. They, they plan there and plot who, what they're going to do next. What else? Who else does this sort of thing? Brothels. Yeah. They plan to do wrong. They provide for men to do wrong and women. They, they provide for it. That, that's what this is saying. To work all uncleanliness to get gain. Greediness. <clears throat> they want something out of this. Uh, no restraint in what we do. Um, and it's used to describe how slave owners used the demon-possessed girl they had in their power to make themselves gain, and when that changed, they got very upset with Paul in Acts 16 and Acts 19. Acts 16, 16, and verse 19 as well, and Acts 19, 24 to 27. It's used of Demetrius the silversmith to work all uncleanliness with greediness. So in Ephesians 4.19, Paul was saying that those who are past feeling work hard at their vileness. I hope to gain from it, and many do. And um, Isis says that they worked strong and they worked hard at their wickedness. And they brought pain to many people, and still bring the pain on. Um, <clears throat> people that sell them and promote pornography and child molestation and all the things that happen. Oh, you know, just just last week, a hundred people somewhere in Australia, all over the place, might have been over the world, were done for child pornography. And um, it wasn't just the ones that sit at home all day and do nothing. There was educated people, people with computers and access to that sort of thing. So this is, this is the world. If you're Christian, what can we, what can we praise God for? That he's coming again. You, you, yeah, no, we've been delivered from that sort of life. We don't, have, we don't go there anymore. Verse verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ. That's not what he teaches you. (laughs) And if any churches say this is all okay, this filth and this rot and this lasciviousness and this godless thinking, the the wrong worldview is right, it's wrong. It's not according to Christ. Uh, Ye have not so learned from him. You've learned that from your old life, from the wicked world. And we say the saint's conversion is spoken of in verse 20 and 21. We'll look at that next time.